many of you people made resolutions out there? You know what? Isn't that what we do? We bargain down a lot of times. You know what? After these like resolutions that we have, these great big um, aspirations that we have after what we kind of bargain down, we're like, yeah, let's just do something attainable instead. So, Happy New Year! You know, we're only in the seven days. Seven days ain't much. It's still acceptable for me to tell you Happy New Year. You know, you ever see the Seinfeld episode where he says, you know, I once got a Happy New Year in March. That's just not acceptable, you know. But in January 7th, I can still do that. You guys can still hear me say Happy New Year. How many of you guys stayed up and actually welcomed in the New Year? How many of you guys stayed the whole time up till you know, midnight? How many of you guys didn't went to bed before midnight? Fell asleep. I was going <laughs> to. Well, I, I found a quote. I thought it was really interesting. It says here, an optimist stays up until midnight to see the new year in, but a pessimist stays up to make sure that the old one leaves. And I thought, that's pretty good. I like that. I'm a pessimist a lot of times. So. And the other one, I thought this was an amazing quote from Mark Twain. Mark Twain has the best quotes. I don't know if you've heard them. But it says here, New Year's Day, it says, now is the acceptable time to make your regular annual good resolutions. Next week, you can begin paving hell with them as usual. I thought that's great, because everyone, you know what they say, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So all of us usually start out the beginning of the year with good intentions. We make resolutions. Um, yesterday, when I went to the Y, Wednesdays, I don't get time to go, but yesterday when I went, I was amazed at the busyness. You know, it is really, really busy. You're fighting to get a treadmill. You're fighting to get a, a piece of equipment to be able to go on it. And I really had to back it up. Usually I'm up front, get that fan, you know, so I'm blowing on me so you're not dying of heat. And I had to be way in the back. So, seven days into this, how are you coming with your resolutions? You know? It's estimated that over 85% of all people who make New Year's resolutions actually fail in the first 30 days. Usually, what'll happen, in about another uh, two weeks, you'll start to see less and less people at the Y. I did it for years. Thankfully, I've been committed just about a year and been doing better. But, you know, for years I did that same thing would start to, you know, I'm definitely going to do better. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try harder. And then, you know, it was like two, three weeks in it. And I'm like, you know, but that maple butter brown or butter blondie at Applebee's was calling my name and I had to have it. So did that instead. You know, a resolution is the act of resolving or determining upon an action or a course of action, a method, a procedure. And in short, it's making a commitment to accomplish, to do something. Um, how many of you who made a commitment to yourself really, truly, though, wanted to accomplish it? You know, sometimes we say we do. Sometimes we say we made a commitment. We really resolved to do this. But in truth, do we really? Do we really? How many of us really seriously make it first and foremost in our minds? Or do we kind of just hope it happens? Our level of commitment determines our level of success. That's what's going to, to change. You know, if we are really committed, really committed, we are going to be successful. It's just like marriage, you know. If you're really, truly committed, you're probably going to stay married. You know, you start being a philanderer, looking around, you're going to probably be, you know, divorced in a second. Another example for you. <clears throat> if you had a bunch of friends that were taken off in about, you know, maybe a month, month and a half, they were going to go to this great awesome vacation, going to go ski and a whole bunch of you together, but you didn't know how to ski. And you were like, man, you know, I really want to learn how to see, to ski. But after two lessons, after falling down, hitting your butt way too many times and getting bruised, you decide, you know what, this is just too hard. I don't want to do this. And, uh, you know, you just decide, you know, 
I'm just going to give up. You know what's going to happen out of that. What's going to end up happening is the ski trip is going to either be one of two things for you. Either you're not going to go because you're going to feel funny because you don't know how to ski and your friends know how to ski. Or what's going to happen is you are going to go and you're going to be miserable because you're going to be left out three-quarters of the time when they're on their runs and they're doing the things that they're doing. So you're going to be miserable. You're not going to be a complete part of the fun all the time. So you can see right there the level of commitment wasn't really there. A little bit of problems, a little bit of pain, a little bit of hurt, and you gave up. Truthfully, the reason most people fail is because they are not committed enough. And uh, what many people really call a commitment, they just really, what it really boils down to is it's more so just a wish. Something that they wish they would be, or they wish to do something, they wish for it to be different. But when it comes down to it, they really don't truly intend to complete the task because it is too hard. You know, it's just too difficult. Or they don't really, when it comes down to it, when it, rubber meets the road, they don't really truly feel it's worth it. That's worthy enough of an of a venture deep down. I spoke to the group last night that was in prayer. You guys come to prayer on Tuesday night. Honestly, you know, you guys might think it's, you know, well, it's boring. Prayer is, a, is an awesome time to connect with God. Awesome time. If you miss the first week, you know, I, I urge you to come back next week because it really is a, a good time just to make a personal connection with the people, for one thing, but also with God to be able to, you know, spend time in his presence and ask for help for families. Last night we, we spent time really committed and in, in praying for families and uh, the people that needed things. And one of the things I mentioned to him last night was, I, and it went right along with this message that I was going to teach tonight, was about commitment. You know, if I asked you, next week, come up with 100 grand. Each one of you, your job is to come up with $100,000. Every one of us would be like, yeah, right. There's no possible way that's going to take place. There's no way I'm going to come up with $100,000. And you would not even really give it much thought. But if I told you that you had to come up with $100,000 because if not for the $100,000, your loved one would not make it, that your loved one, you know, this would be a, a vaccination or something that would spare their life, we would be motivated. We would be committed to the cause. We would do anything that we could. We'd move heaven and earth to be able to raise that money. You would go up to strangers. You'd ask for money. You'd beg on the streets. You'd ask for insecure loans. You'd sell everything you have. You'd do what you could to make it. And you'd be committed and you'd be determined. You know, that's the problem with our commitments a lot of times is we're really not as motivated as maybe we think we are. You know, we make a lot of excuses as to why we can't accomplish the things that are around us. You know, things that we say we're really resolute about. But a lot of times we just make excuses, don't we? Over and over and over again. An excuse is just a lie wrapped in a skin of truth is what it really comes down to. I know, I've made many excuses. Many excuses why I don't want to do something. You know, um, the other thing. If I were to tell you, for the most part, I mean, how many of you guys really like TV out there? You enjoy TV. TV's a good thing. I'm going to tell you, I love watching The Office. I love watching... I really enjoy television. I enjoy watching television some nights. The only, night, the only time I really get to sit down, unfortunately, most of the time, because I get up so early that by the time I sit down, usually I'm just, like, sleeping. And I, my kids, I'm sure, have told you, I have this innate sense to know I could be asleep, and when their TiVo goes to a commercial, I can be... I click and get it, and then go right back to sleep. I can do it. I don't know why. It's just, it's just habit over years, you know? But if... I told you you were not allowed, don't watch television for a whole entire week. Most of you would be like, eh, most of you would probably sneak, watch television anyway. 
do what you want. You know, maybe just catch a couple glimpses, maybe a favorite show, and maybe some of you would even lie and say, oh, no, I didn't do it. But if I told you, come here, and put a strapped a, a bomb around your, your waist and said, okay, this is going to sense every time a television goes on. And when it does, it's going to blow you up into 10,000 pieces. You're going to just be laying there. You know what? You're not going to go near a television, would you? Self-preservation would stop you from going into that area where the television is. So it's whether or not we're really committed is whether or not we're going to be truly successful in what we're trying to do. Um, if you're truly committed to something, the question's not going to be if you can accomplish something, but when you're going to accomplish it. And that's what the difference is. See, the problem is we do walk around our lives all the time with this idea thinking if, if only, if that takes place, if that happens. But the problem is we don't ever have this mindset. We don't change it to say when, when that happens. And that's what we need to do. So what is it that you are really truly committed to in your lives on a daily basis? Hopefully, I pray to God that every one of you is out there is committed to your personal hygiene appearance. This is important. Very, very important. It's very important. Bathing, there's just no substitute. You got to do it. I'm going to tell you, you, perfume don't cover it up. I don't care a little secret. Don't work. You need to bathe the body. So that, brushing your teeth. You know, there's nothing more distracting is when you're talking to someone, you're looking and you're thinking, uh, I don't think you brush your teeth. You know, that's what you're thinking in your mind. We all do that from time to time. We look at people and we think this. You know, this is important. Hopefully that's something you're committed to. You know, wearing deodorant would be a good thing. There's some people that truly need deodorant. I went to Germany. They don't wear deodorant. You noticed. I'm going to tell you. Um, most of you are probably really committed to, to your stomach. You know, when that stomach does a little growl, you're like, oh, I'm hungry. I want to be fed. Most of you are probably pretty committed to feeding yourself on a pretty regular basis. How about schools? Great. Maybe it's not so much all of you are as committed in that area as maybe you should be. Uh, your job. How committed are you to your job? Your loved ones, the people that you really care about in your life, hopefully you have a commitment to them to be respectful, to show love to them. Your friends. How about a sports, te a sports team or a hobby that you take part in? You know, you're excited. I can tell you I want to throw a Super Bowl party, but I don't even know who's in it. I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't know. I'm basically just an excuse to get together. Um, working out, being healthy. You know, for years I didn't do it, but now I am committed to do it. You know, I'm, I'm trying to not do the things that I used to do and change my ways of being. And I'm just thankful that I don't, like, when I used to walk up these stairs, I used to be a little winded. I can run up and down them about 10, 15 times now right in a row and nothing happens. It's a good thing. How about your church, your faith, reading your Bible, prayer, worship? All those things are something very important to be committed to if that part of your life is important. If you think about the things that you do every day, you have to ask yourself, why are you doing them? Why do I do the things that I do on a daily basis? Why am I committed to these things? Is it just because of habit? Is it just because it's become something just routine in your life that you just think you have to do? Or you really truly care about improving that area of your life? Or maybe is it really truly high on your list of priorities, something that you're committed to? If it's not high on your priorities, chances are you're probably not going to succeed. You know, there's something about the new year. I've told you before, I really like the idea of a new year. There's just something about it. It's a fresh start. You know, it's this idea that you can improve your life. It's almost like this, you know, get out of jail free card. You know, it's almost like this idea. It's like, you know, it's like, all right, I get to change things 
And it's almost like that December 31st just stops and you're just thinking, but it's clean, it's fresh, you can start all over. See, we're offered that every time we accept Jesus as our Savior. We don't have to wait for December 31st. It doesn't have to be a year, one day, a year thing. We know that Jesus offers that freedom and that forgiveness and the cleansing that he offers is, is offers to us anytime. That's what's so great. But, you know, resolutions, they kind of get a bum rap, you know, like that, like that video. And I think because of so many people's failures really to get it done, you know, get her done. You know, they don't do it, and then so it gets this bum rap, this idea thinking, well, people are going to fail, so why try? But I think it's a really great idea that people would truly seize the day and really try to accomplish what they set out to do from time to time. You know, if you truly looked at your life from time to time and really evaluated and studied and sees what, see for yourself what's working, what's not, what do you need to change? You know, what do you need to continue? I think it's really important and very, very uh, good to look at your life and really truly evaluate who you are as a person. What are you trying to do with your life? Um, Proverbs 16.3 says, Commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Uh, obviously, that's saying that obviously if we're following after God, we're putting him first. He's going to make a way to make other things fall into place. The problem is most of us don't always commit to the Lord whatever we do. And that's where the, the issue is. But I want to talk about there, there are uh, seven practical steps that we can do to accomplish really what our resolutions, what our goals are. And we're going to kind of go through them. And I want you to kind of like mark them down because what we're going to do is this is going to just be a way for you to um, connect on a more personal level with the message. You know what happens a lot of times is we become spectators and not really participators. And one of the things I really truly want you to understand this year, my thought, my vision, is this year for you guys to really understand that you are part of this. You're not just here to watch and observe, but you're here to participate and grow and be challenged in your faith and really challenge each other. So tonight when you write things down, a lot of times when you write something down, you remember it better. So that's what I'm hoping that you do tonight. Um, the one thing, the first thing that you need to do is you need to ask yourself questions. You know, ask yourself the questions. What do I like about myself? What don't I like about myself? We all have things that we know we're good at. We all know our flaws. You know what, we don't like to talk about them, but we know that they're there. We know where we fail and where we're faltering. We don't like to think about that as much, but as much as it's important to know what you like about yourself, you have to know what you don't like about yourself. What is it that I truly need to change about myself? What areas do I need to improve in? Not just want to, but what areas do you truly need to change to make it to be the person that you want to be? You know, it's not just about our wants. What is it that you need to do to have a different outcome? You know, and this is a spiritual thing to do. Uh, 2 Corinthians 13.5 says to examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. That's the, that's the scripture. So I think you have to understand. I mean, if you're talking spiritually, not everybody's on the same page spiritually. Maybe you're really serving God. You're seeking him. Some of you might not, really not, might not be priority. I'm hoping that that changes for you in the new year. I hope that that would be the ultimate goal for me would be for you to understand what Christ has done for you and that you would seek after that part of your life and, and put that first. The next thing is you need to determine your target. Uh, there's a saying. There's this visual in archery. You know, if you're shooting a bow, 
And the arrow takes off and goes flying across the field and it lands on the target. The archer doesn't go over and look at the target. The archer tries to adjust what he's doing with the bow. He tries to look at the arrow. He tries to see what he did when he let go of the arrow. What did he do? You know, did he pull back too far? Did he lift up too far? You know, the target's not moving. The arrow is. The problem is a lot of times we think, sometimes we, we get it all messed up. We're not thinking through the whole entire plan. You have to understand, is your faith important? You're not going to get anywhere without a goal. If you don't have a goal, a plan, you're not going to get anywhere. You have to have a goal. I, I urge you this year, at the beginning of this year, to make a goal for yourself. Don't let it be a year where you honestly just get through this year and, and next year, I mean, next, at the end of this year, two 2009, December 31st, you're sitting there thinking, I did nothing. Hopefully you can look back on it and you can see that you made changes. Uh, Joshua 24:15 in the message says, if you decide it's a bad thing to worship God, then choose a God you'd rather serve and do it today. Don't play games. Don't play games. Is your faith important? Then make it important. You know, decide for yourself. What he's saying is decide for yourself if you really truly mean it. You're starting the new year out. It's up to you if you really want to serve a God or not. He says, choose today. And go with it. Serving the Lord is not a one-time choice. I tell you all the time, but it's a choice that you make every single day you get up. It's not something you do just one time. Every day I get up, I make the choice whether or not I'm going to serve him, if I'm going to seek him, if I'm going to pray to him. That's what it's all about. You have to take aim at a specific goal. You know, in basketball, you don't just walk out on the court, take the ball, and just throw it up in the air and think you're going to make a basket. What do you have to do? You have to aim. You have to look at it. You have to really study and, and think about how hard to throw the ball. You know, are you going to try to swish it? Are you going to hit the backboard? You know, what are you going to try to do to make the basket? You have to think it through. In our faith, it's just as important to think through all the ways that you're going to make the basket. Don't just blindly just think, okay, I'm going to do it and it's going to work. It doesn't work that way. The other thing you have to do is you have to count the costs. What is it going to truly cost you to accomplish your goals? How much work is it going to take? Really, how much effort? How much time away from another thing that you might like to do is it going to cost you? How long is this going to take? You might be thinking, wow, you know, it's, I can't give this much time. Well, it's your choice. But you value that and you choose that, make that choice for yourself. How... Um, you think through, you know, your day. What, what are you going to spend accomplishing your goal? Is it just going to be something you throw out at the end of the day? You know, in our faith, a lot of times that's what we do. We, we, we spend all these, you know, 23 and a half hours throughout our day, and then the last half hour while we're trying to fall, you know, we're trying not to fall asleep. Our eyelids are heavy. We're like trying to give God a little something, and then we're, you know, trying to focus. That's not what we're supposed to do. What are your vulnerable areas? <clears throat> what is it that could actually go wrong in your choice of trying to seek a different thing, a different plan for yourself? And how are you going to deal with it when it does go wrong? How are you going to work things out? What, what are you going to do to refocus, redirect yourself? You know, if you get up, I mean, if you fall down, you get up, you dust yourself off, and you try again, right? I mean, most of us, from being a little tiny kid, we didn't fall down once, give up, and just lay there and be carried the rest of our lives, did we? Hopefully not. Some of you guys probably are getting babied a little too much at home, but you didn't do that. But the problem is we do that spiritually all the time. You know, we think it's too hard. You know, I don't understand God's word. I don't, I don't get everything. 
You're not going to understand everything at once. It's not going to happen. You know, if your idea is that you're going to go in and you're going to just get everything that we're talking about, you're going to understand everything about your faith. If you've never been raised in any bit of church, I wasn't. I had no clue what I was doing. But God started to reveal things to me more and more and more the more I saw it after him. You have to understand it's going to be a walk before it's a run. You know, that there's, you've got to really think this thing through. The other thing you have to do is you have to develop a plan. What are going to be the steps that you're going to need to attain the results that you want? You know, if I say I want to diet, but every single day I get up and I go have a quarter pounder with cheese, not going to work, is it? It's not going to work. If every day I say I'm going to go to the gym, but then I think, ah, it's a little too comfortable sitting on this couch, you know, I don't really feel like going, I'm not going to lose weight. I'm not going to get fit. So we have to be realistic in our goals. Sometimes we have this idea, this mindset, I'm going to do all great things. There's a lot of times, truly in faith, people will sit there and say, you know, I'm going to do these great things for God. I'm going to be a missionary. I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to do things. And they're really doing nothing. Just start walking. Just start walking. A little bit of walking in your faith. And then God will start to reveal and open doors for you. He doesn't expect you to run right off the bat. You don't have to come up with these grandiose plans. Just every day, work on your faith. Think through your plan. A, B, C, D, how are you going to get what you're going to go? You know, how are you going to get there? I, I taught you that message not too long back. I said, what's your end game? You know, it's not enough to just be at a starting point. But visualize yourself where you're going to end up. Who are you ultimately trying to become? If you don't have that mindset of where you're going to be, ultimately you're going to falter, you're going to fail. You're not going to make it. You have to see yourself in the way that you want it to end up and actually work towards it. Almost kind of work behind, backwards in your mind, thinking, okay, that's where I want to be. How am I going to get there? The same way, if you want to draw close to God, then you're going to have to walk through the process. You know, he's not going to turn you and zap you into this great follower of his. Every one of those people in the Bible, you realize, they worked on their faith. They went through things. A lot of times there were some great men of God and women of God that made dumb choices. But God dusts them off, cleans them up, and gives them a fresh start. You know, the thing is, with all these different things I talked to you about so far, most people make it to that point. You know, all through those different things I set up to develop in a plan. But it's after the plan development that a lot of times uh, you can begin to see what you're really made of, if you're going to make it. The next thing that you need to do is you need to initiate action. James 2.22 says, Dear friends, do you think that you'll get anywhere in this if you learn all the right words but never do anything? Does merely talking about faith indicate that a person really has it? Man, there's people talking all the time. They're talking so much, they're just, you're just like, shut up, because you don't see any action. You don't see them accomplishing nothing, putting their faith into action. It's just a lot of talking, not a lot of doing, not a lot of showing it and being a model for anybody. You know, the strength of our will is going to be based upon our input. Another message I taught you last year. Garbage in, garbage out. What you allow inside your heart, what kind of a person you allow yourself to be around people, um, you know, influence, all that stuff is going to make a difference to who you're going to end up being. All that makes a difference. If you feed your spirit, though, the stronger your spirit will be. 
See, I think the problem is we, we do all these things. We take so much part of the world. We're always involved with, like, keeping up with friends and, and seeing all the shows that everybody else sees and taking part in, hanging with everybody. And not, there's no difference. There's no difference between us and them. And uh, there's no real true depth to our faith. And then we wonder why we're not making it because we never once even focused on who we are spiritually. We never focused on what the Holy Spirit could do for us. We never asked for the Holy Spirit to even help us to get through. So you have to feed your spirit. You also need to initiate action and do it every single day. You have to stick to your plan regardless of the circumstances that are thrown at us. And uh, you know what? You're going to have to think through because you're going to have unforeseen circumstances. There are going to be situations that are going to come up in your life and your faith that you never thought would possibly happen. Right, you might get saved and your, your family might be there. This is wonderful. I'm so glad that you're serving God. I'm so glad that you're part of a church and that you're there. You would never even stop to think that there would be a parent or a sister or brother or somebody that you really truly love that's going to all of a sudden say, you know what, this is ridiculous. You're always at church. There's a problem here. You know, you like those people more than you like us. And all these different circumstances come into your life and you think, why is this happening? It happens. Unforeseen circumstances arise all the time. There's going to be obstacles that you're going to run into. But the thing is, you can make it. You can make it. You also have to stay consistent. You know, the thing is, slow and steady wins the race. It's not this run for, you know, the gusto and then fall down. They always talk about this walk of faith or this, this, this race. It's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It is. It's a marathon. It's going to take you time to get where you ultimately want to end up. Um, it's said that 20, it takes 28 days to develop a habit. You know, the thing is, with dieting, you could not eat nothing that whole entire day. It doesn't mean you're going to get up and you're going to be all of a sudden like, wow, look at me, I'm thin. It doesn't work that way. You know, it takes time to see results. Sometimes it takes weeks to see results. I can tell you, the first 25 pounds I lost, no one said a word. No one said a word. And I was like, my God, somebody knows. <laughs> and I was like, this sucks. But you know what? People don't notice. You know what? I think that's probably good because, you know, you don't want anybody to notice when you put on 25 pounds. But for some reason, you want everybody to notice when you take off it. You know, it's like if, if someone said, wow, Deb, you really put on a, a pound today. I'd be like, oh, <laughs> you don't notice that. But you know what? We want people to notice the good things, don't we? But not the bad things. But you know, it's going to take some time. You're not going to see results in the first few days. Or weeks. You have to be patient. Also, deny yourself. Resist the tendency to just give in and give up. It's not always about our emotions. It's just not about what we feel. If I did everything I feel, I would never do three-quarters of what I do. There's times I want to be extremely selfish as a wife and mom. I just want to go home. I just want someone to feed me or go through Wendy's. I don't want to have to go home and cook a meal and take care of people. I don't want to have to do laundry when everybody looks and they're all like busy and I'm like, and I'm thinking... No towels, i got to do laundry. I don't want to do laundry. But you know what? You have to because that's what you're supposed to do. It's not just about yourself sometimes. Like I said, if that bomb was strapped on you and if it was going to go off, you'd change a lot of circumstances in your life. You'd do a lot of things different. You know, if your family members' lives depended on, like I said, raising money, what about your family members' lives in concern with their faith? What if their life depended on it? And you know what? It does. It does. You are going to be the example in a lot of cases to reach family and friends, neighbors, coworkers. Understand that the bomb can go off at any time. If you're not paying attention, if you're not working at your faith, 
Their lives do depend on it. You may be the only Christian that they ever come into contact with. Don't you think it's an important thing to think about? What if you are the only person that's going to be the example for them to understand what Jesus is about? We don't know when our time is short. We don't know when the people we're with would be their last breath. What if we're the last person that they came in contact with? We have to take it serious. The Bible's clear that if you stick to something, that blessings and progress will come. The main last point I want to make, finish the race. Finish. You know, it doesn't matter how great you start. It doesn't matter how wonderful you look. It doesn't matter if you're raising your hands and you're worshiping, you're on your knees. It doesn't matter. How are you going to end it? How are you going to ultimately end? See it through. 2 Timothy 4, 7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Have you kept the faith? Already in your, your faith, your, what you're thinking you believe, are you keeping the faith? Last year, 2008, did you keep the faith? This year, 2009, seven days into it, are you going to keep the faith? What's your determination? What's your end game? There are so many people who won't receive the prize because they gave up. They just gave up the race. Everybody started running past them, and they just got a little too winded, and they're like, I'm done. You know, if our faith is anything, to me, Jesus is worth so much more than that, so much more than just that mindset. You know, when we, we talk about thank you for the blood, you know, when you think about what he did for us, don't we deserve a little bit of work and effort and sweat and energy expended in what we do for him? I think it's the least we can do. It's the least we can do. So anyway, we're going to break into some groups, and uh, we're going to kind to kind of just spend time really talking, because one of the things I want you to really start doing in this coming year is, like I said, I don't want you just to be a spectator. I want you to get to know people. I think a lot of people come in and out of here, and they don't really even talk, you know, don't get a chance to connect. And you could have a best friend that you don't even know who's sitting next to you. So I think it's important. You know, the X church we're very close. We're very family-oriented, and I want us to really be that. That's one of the things when I was thinking about this next year, what I want for CYM. What I want it to be is that we would truly be there for each other as a family, as people we would truly care about each other and not just be surface, because this world offers us a lot of surface friendships, but it doesn't mean depth. It doesn't offer us depth. And I'm really hoping that you get what it should be. I'm hoping that that's what CYM will become for you. And then we know when you feel that, you're going to want to bring people to that. And that's what I hope that you'll get from this. But we're going to break into some small groups, and I just really am going to ask you to try to connect, try to talk. I know if it's not comfortable for you, challenge yourself. Try, okay? Um, And we're going to uh, get in some groups, and we're going to discuss uh, all these different points. There's one last question. It's number five. And what it says at the last question, it says, to grow closer to Jesus, I will. I'm going to challenge you, after we go through this, to really write down some things that will help you in your faith, but also not just to write them down and forget them, but take them home, look at them, study them. Think about it every day, because it is an everyday thing. And really grow your faith this year.